episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss what are the best sci-fi slash fantasy films of the last decade. As always, I'm Rose Cabrera, and this I'm joined by Josh Straley. The ball is tipped, and there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star. Can I sing that? Is that copyrighted? Or I, th- I think you were within the time constraints oh, okay. before we get copyright. Good. All right. Um, one shining moment. Yeah. It's basketball March Madness season. Yeah. At this very moment, your team has been or has been left out of the final bracket mm-hmm. because conference championships happened this weekend, and now we are anticipating all of March. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes, Selection Sunday is tomorrow as of our recording. Mm-hmm. So first games are on Tuesday. So tomorrow when you guys are hearing this. Oh, that's right. The play-in games. The play-in games. The, the, the first four in, the, the first four out. Uh, and in honor of March Madness, uh, as it's happened, I feel like the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, Film Twitter and other film-related uh, websites have gotten the habit of making movie-related March Madness brackets that pit us all against each other to figure out what is our favorite film of this certain genre, our favorite director, our favorite actor. And uh, this year, we thought it would be fun to take one of those brackets and really dive in to the choices, the decisions, go through all the competition and uh, the the matchups, and try to figure out what is the answer from Friends and Film. And so this year, we have gone with IO9's March Madness bracket, what's the best sci-fi fantasy film of the past decade? So this is a article and a, a photo and a bracket that is currently up on their website at io9.gizmodo.com. And we will have a link to that up on Twitter where you guys can find the bracket in here today. And we'll do so for the next four weeks all throughout March Madness because this week we're going to just do the round of 64 because there are a lot of obviously there's a lot of matchups here to get through a lot of movies a lot of really great quality sci-fi fantasy films of the last decade that we need to dive in and figure out which one is moving ahead in our friends and film consensus bracket um Next week, we'll do the round of 32. The week after that, we'll do Sweet 16 and Elite 8 matchups. And then the final week, we will do the Final Four and crown the champion for Friends in Film. Um, so this should be, I think, a really fun and interesting uh, conversation to get to. Again, thanks to io9 to, for, for making this bracket so we can discuss it and everything. And as we're going to do this, because it is just me and Josh, that we don't have a third party, so there's no tiebreaker that can happen here. So it could get interesting as we debate all of the different matchups that we have to get through here today. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to solve some of these differences that we will that will likely arise, we have given each one of us one, uh, what do we want to call it, uh, uh, a permanent marker, uh, something where we are etching yes. this in stone we're going ahead and saying this one's moving on. There's no debate about it. Mm-hmm. So each round, I will get one of those, and Josh will get one of those in each of the four regions of the bracket. So uh, this 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 week, we'll get four of those from the 32 different games we'll go through, um, where each of us will get to choose. All right, this is the one. I'm putting my foot down. I'm going with this one. It's in permanent marker. Mark it down. We're advancing this movie. And so as we move forward, those those permanent markers will dwindle down and how many times you can use them each week but uh josh i mean as before we get into this are you just what are you what are you looking forward to about this looking forward to about this like basically pitting all of my favorite movies of the last 
10 years uh-huh. a ton of them pop up and crop up in this some of my favorite movies of friends in film yeah. over the last few years are popping up in here too like that i've given number ones to and now i get to pit them against it you know everything else um because it is my favorite genre of film mm-hmm. so i think that's what most excites me but also there's some like movies in here like that are really obscure that i just like finally watched uh-huh. and then they popped up here and i'm like oh i'm so glad that <laughs> i caught up talk on about this. Them. yeah exactly and then like throw them up against <laughs> the, the the greats if you will right i mean this is supposedly the best 64 movies uh that are sci-fi or fantasy of the last 10 years uh i09 doesn't get specific on how they decided the seedings of this but at least they did properly seed the bracket which is always a nice touch when you're making one of these brackets so uh we will jump in starting with if you're looking at the bracket or if you're following along at home the left side the region number one here uh starting with the one verse 16 matchup mad max free road first rogue one a star wars story josh is there any debate about this? No. You move Mad Max Fury Road forward. Absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind. I'm sure this is a movie that uh, we will talk about much more as we move forward uh, because this movie is fantastic. And as much as I think Rogue One's a really solid film, uh, it's not quite on the level. No. Nothing matches Mad Max Fury Road, Smash Mouth, um, High Octane, Never Stop Action. Mm-hmm. Ever. So, Mad Max, Fear Road, moving on in region number one here. And then we go to the eight and nine matchup, which is Star Wars, The Last Jedi mm-hmm. versus Inside Out. What? Now, <laughs> this, oh. is a, this is an interesting matchup here because it's really, I think, going down to what you, at least for me, going down to what i think of in terms of sci-fi fantasy is there, yeah sci-fi and it's right it's like, called fantasy film. like like i don't i don't think of inside out as a sci-fi fantasy film no you do it a disservice by tossing i mean i guess it's fantasy because they're like they're little people who run yourself inside of your head but to me you do it a disservice by putting it here because the last jedi has to move on right honestly i think that inside out is a better movie than The Last Jedi. Of but, course. but, but, I would also give a vote for The Last Jedi to move on because I don't consider Inside Out to be a, a sci-fi fantasy film. All right, fair enough. That's where I fall too. <laughs> even though, you, even if you did think it was, you would still give The Last Jedi the edge. Yeah, okay, yes, correct. correct. So then we go to the 512 matchup, Black Panther versus The Conjuring. Superheroes versus horror, which again... I guess you can go fantasy as a supernatural mm. elements for Conjuring, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but Black Panther, Black Panther's a choice. I, I, I don't think there's much debate no about it. No question about it. So then we go from Black Panther and The Conjuring to the 413 matchup, Cloud Atlas versus The Wind Rises. I got to admit, never seen The Wind Rises. Mm-hmm. Same here. So uh, I know that's an acclaimed, uh, you know, animated film but uh i'm also not that big of a fan of cloud atlas so it's a real just difficult scenario to be in honestly because i don't really feel like either one should be getting my vote the wind rises is like the butterfly movie right uh like what is this is this uh and it's like bad tweet (laughs) it's like yes whatever the case is right I, i i do not know well i feel like here's my thing 
I want to go ahead and just give it to Win Rikers because I hate <laughs> Cloud Atlas. No, hate it, but I am not a fan. You're not a of fan of the movie, Cloud Atlas, at all. Even if it is Tom Hanks. I mean, I, I, I like think there's respectable give... aspects to it, but if you're if you're suggesting we just blindly throw the wind rises ahead. I will not debate you, <laughs> even though it feels weird moving a movie ahead that we have, neither of us have seen. Uh, I also, I just, yeah, I don't really have much, much positive things to say about Cloud Atlas. So I think we blindly throw it forward. I'm gonna watch it via next round and okay. then come back with an opinion on it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So Wind Rises moves on. Then the six eleven matchup: Logan versus the Avengers. Josh, which <sighs> one? Gets your vote here. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I why, 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 why are you freaking I out? I would give it to Logan, and I'm gonna get to the Avengers. Are you gonna? Um, I think at its core, Logan digs at something that connects with me more than any rewatch of the Avengers. I am emo- I am emotionally gutted by Logan rather than the Avengers. And That's not what Avengers is going for. <laughs> I I understand. And I don't really feel like I want to budge on this one. Are you going to permanent marker Logan in over no, the Avengers? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm going to respectfully not do that, but at least ask you to permanent marker this one in because to, I still to permanent marker the Avengers in. Yes. If you will not give it to the Avengers, then I would have to <sighs> permanent marker it in. And just to make things a little worse, Infinity War's not on here. If Infinity War's on here, I would maybe give Logan. The courtesy bump. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, let the X-Men movie advance a little bit here. But I'm going to use my permanent marker to etch the Avengers in stone as moving ahead in our bracket. Fair enough. I'm sorry, but not sorry. That's okay. I really <laughs> like that movie, though. You don't like that movie? No, Logan. I really love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away Oh. from Logan. Well, of course. It's just, you know, Avengers happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time. So. Understood totally. But then we move on to the 314 matchup and that is Moon versus the girl with all the gifts. Now, or gifts. So got to make that clear. It's not all the gifts, so it's not like a, she just got a bunch of gifts on her mm. phone that she can just tweet out and make people laugh and stuff. It's not, it's not it. that it's not the type of movie. I have not seen that film. The girl with all the gifts. Me neither. It came out 2016, um, but I've never even heard of it before this. So it is one I'll have to check out, but uh, I still think Moon is it a is. great sci-fi film directed mm-hmm. by Duncan Jones. Uh, so it, that is my vote to move on. Absolutely. I'm here for it. Okay. Well, then, making this somewhat, somewhat easy here, uh, go to the 7-10 matchup, the Oscar winning Shape of Water versus Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, this is tough because The Shape of Water is a better film all the way through mm-hmm. in all of those things. But I would I would push Force The Force Awakens forward because I think that it does more for my idea. I mean, I'm, it's a better... It's this quintessential sci-fi movie. 
of which I think will be remembered long before long before the shape of water at least right now um, I don't know about longevity wise but it's the Han Solo's last hurrah <laughs> it's this it does everything it needed to do so well and return the Star Wars franchise and breathe new life into it and so that's where I'm at I would completely agree with you okay I, th- I think I think shape of water is a great movie deserving of the Oscar win different conversation for a different day uh but Force Awakens is great. It is a franchise revitalization. Uh, popularity once more became one of the highest Christian films at the time, the highest opening uh, weekend mm-hmm. at that time. And then we get to the 215 matchup Snowpiercer versus Dead. You think or you know? I know it's Snowpiercer okay, for me. Good, good. In uh, my yeah, heart, it is Snowpiercer for me without a question. Chris. It's the it's the first or second time we see Chris Evans' beard on screen, <laughs> and then with that, it has its problems near the end, where the backup and front of the train need to be best friends. But the journey through it is like Willy Wonka, but for really strange, dark, and bloody and twisted terrors, and I love it. Yeah. So Snowpiercer moving on in that matchup, which then concludes the first section of this bracket. Moving on to. The bottom left section of the bracket, the matchup of Edge of Tomorrow, number one seed versus the 16 seed of Pacific Rim. Josh, you have not seen Edge of Tomorrow. No, I haven't. You have seen Pacific Rim. I have seen Pacific Rim. But if it's a one versus a 16 seed, mm-hmm. and I know that Pacific Rim isn't that great, it's <laughs> low brow, but I, I mean, I enjoy it thoroughly. I think I can go ahead and blindly let Edge of Tomorrow forward because I like Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt and we'll probably need to see it before this round ends. I think that is a great decision on your part because okay. Edge of Tomorrow is fantastic. And if you didn't mark it forward, I would have had to uh, put my permanent marker down early on in this section, uh, which you did not use in your last section. So, I did not. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do that. Does it pass over? Do you get an no, extra one? No it's just, you just You just lose it. You didn't use it. I was prepared for Snowpiercer. But really, you thought it was gonna go Deadpool? I don't know. I didn't know. No. I was just like, we'll no, see. Snowpiercer. I like is one of my like favorite movies the last several years. Like it's fantastic. Uh, I need to watch it again though, which maybe not I will because now I have <laughs> not reason to. I guess, but like you know, it's just in my mind now. Um, so then we move on to the eight and nine matchup in this bracket section, that being Captain America: Civil War at the eight seed and Wonder Woman at the nine. Josh, I don't know what to do. Uh, you want me to make it? easy for you cooper if if you if you are going to do that you have all the right to do so it's just difficult because i think civil war is fantastic but i also think wonder woman is not equally as fantastic because to me the the, the third act struggles a little bit Mm -hmm. um but it's also weird because like wonder woman i feel like deserves to move forward because it like it's not the best captain america movie that, that, in this that, tournament. That, that, all three of them are actually in the tournament, which I, I was surprised to see. Absolutely. Same here. Um, and that's where I can't... That's what's affecting me here, is that I know what's on the other side of this bracket, uh-huh. and I, I'll pay that man and his service to the, our country its dues later. <laughs> um, and, and that's why I, that's why I will vote for Wonder Woman, and I, if I need to use my permanent pen, I will do so. You know, I'm not going to make you use it. All right. I'm going to let Wonder Woman advance all on its own merits because it's, it's a great movie. I think it deserves to move on mm-hmm. into the round of 32. 
Uh, so then we go to the 512 matchup, Star Trek, that came out in 2009, verse It Follows. So, you've not seen It Follows. I have not seen It Follows. It sounds like something I would really love. I think you would really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, like high concept horror that is social commentary ish, but I haven't seen it, but I do know this. I really love that Oh nine star Trek. Like I love it. Like I love it with the, the power of mission impossible. <laughs> well, I think it's just cause it's, it's that JJ Abrams dynamic to it. that I think makes it so fun. Um, so I mean, I would, I would, pick Star Trek honestly I would also pick Star Trek okay I think it follows is a great movie Michael Monroe is great in it and it has it has a really nice job with the simple premise it has and it it, it is given but Star Trek uh of the three uh the three Star Trek movies I've seen it's the it's my favorite one I think mm-hmm. so uh it's great it's got a great cast JJ did such a good job again revitalizing this the space franchise and uh I think it's I think it's more than worthy of moving on. I honestly think it's a little, dare I say, underrated because I don't think it gets a lot of, you know, credit online. So, on that note, we'll move on to the four twelve four thirteen matchup, Gravity versus the Lego Movie. So, this one's tough. It is tough, but I think the answer is obvious. Which is the Lego Movie. I think I saw Gravity in theaters and IMAX and all of its spectacle and glory and it was cool mm-hmm. but you know what also it was it was a lot of sandra bullock just witnessing <laughs> cgi mayhem and when i think about Le- lego movie and emmett and batman and phil lord and chris miller and how fun that movie is mm-hmm. with its message i am re- i'm i think the lego movie needs to go forward it, it's really tough because it not that I don't think of Lego movie as a fantasy film. Cause it's like basically like what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. It's all done in child's imagination, basically um, gravity. It's Corone. It's uh, Clooney. It's Bullock. It's got the great visuals. Um, but I also have never rewatched it since I saw it the first time in theaters, because I mm-hmm. think it's one of those, I need I needed to see that on the big screen to get the impact, and since I will never see it again on the big screen, I just haven't really felt the desire to go back and visit it. And so I think I'm going to agree with you that Lego Movie should move on. Yeah. And I feel like what a lot of people view as a pretty decent sized upset, but you know what? That's just how this bracket rolls sometimes. So on that note, we move on to the six eleven matchup here, which is honestly a doozy. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy comes in at the sixth seed, and then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes comes in at 11. Oh, oh boy. Dawn is the second one. Oh, man. Dawn is the pretty good one, too. Dawn is the, like, it's probably the best one. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think that's my vote. Even though I think Guardians of the Galaxy is a... I think it better fits the description of a sci-fi fantasy film. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes obviously is as well in the sci-fi fantasy elements, and it's got great performances, great visual effects, and that is my vote. Yeah, and it, and it mostly I'm gonna get. I mean, Carrie Carrie Russell is. Yep, Carrie Russell's in yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I can't I can't push past that because the 
it sort of just runs a circle and it's social commentary and like how like apes basically struggle for political power too and <laughs> it's an endless cycle so and then gary oldman it does a perfect lunatic in it and yeah it just it, it encompasses planet of the apes but in a pot in a in an apocalyptic setting and i think that's great move it forward yes uh so then we go to the 314 matchup ex machina versus the muppets i have to admit never seen the muppets oh it's good it's great rachel or amy mcadam or amy adams and jason, jason seagal mm-hmm. crush it and it's hilarious that's what i've heard and it's totally fun but it doesn't beat ex machina yeah say, there, there better be a butt coming because mm-hmm. <laughs> ex machina is terrific uh, and if we, if you were going to somehow vote for <laughs> have the Muppets. Some, have some respect for I, me. I mean, I do. I, it was just like, you know, you know what? Just in case I had my permanent marker handy and ready, just in case something crazy happened. Um, then we go to the 7-10 matchup. District 9 versus X-Men First Class. Now, I may be speaking out of term here, Josh, mm-hmm. but if memory serves me correctly, you're not a, that big of a fan of First Class? I am no, I think I look at people who say First Class is a fantastic X Men movie and say it's fine. So that's how you look at me every and, week. And I think, and I think about the marketing for this movie that said it gives Dark Knight a run for its money, and I bang my. Is that what it said? There was a trailer that I remember vividly be, being like, "No way!" So that, that must that must have been like some review poll <laughs> quote then. Probably. There's no way they oh, would have yes, been like absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. So whoever wrote that. I hate you, <laughs> and you're wrong, but, and I've never forgiven it for that forever, and, but also, I'm thinking about D- District 9, and it's re- in retrospective, and I've only seen it once, and I've only seen First Class once, but man, District 9 really, really tells a story. Yeah. In a really cool and gritty way, and Charlotte Copley, um... Is, I mean, that is his role that I yep. think he'll be remembered for for a long while. And I think District 9 will be remembered as a sci-fi movie that gets remembered. I mean, it's basically like apartheid for South Africa, but like, oh, it's aliens, so we disguised it. And I just, <laughs> I have to say District 9 goes forward. I, I completely agree with you. Like, oh, thank goodness. Even though, even though I think First Class is still the best entry of the main X-Men saga, not including like Logan or Deadpool or that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best entry that they've done. District 9 is on a different level. It, it established Neil Blomkamp as a holy crap, like this dude like made an incredible sci-fi film. I can't wait to see what he does next. On then a he, shoestring budget. On, on nothing budget, on with effects that still hold up to this day. I just rewatched like a year or so ago and I was like, this is incredible. Like the visual effects in this movie look better than half of the big blockbusters that come out on a yearly basis. And it, yeah, like I said, done a shoestring budget. Charles Hocopi is amazing. And District 9 absolutely deserves to move forward. And then we get to the 2-15 to 15 matchup here, which uh, is How to Train Your Dragon versus Blade Runner 2049. 2049 is the 15 seat, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, nice. And I think you're going to have to use your permanent marker for this one. Yeah. I'm, do you have yours still? I, I do. I'm not going to fight you for it, much like you did for you know Avengers vs. Logan. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it, it it is it is a legitimate tough decision between High Dragon and Blade Runner 249 because 
I think Catcher Dragon is fantastic. It does such a good job with its characters, and the animation looks great all these years later still. Mm-hmm. Um, it launched an incredible family-friendly, epic you know, fantasy uh, story um, with characters that I love. But then there's Blade Runner. Yeah. And, and if I don't <laughs> defend my favorite movie of last year, who am I? Of you know, two years ago. Of two years ago, that's right, because we already did. It's been, already, it's been that long, and I've we've already discussed. Yeah, wow. Okay, yes. <laughs> so I have to, you know, pen that in. I I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not gonna not gonna debate it because, listen, as much as I love How to Train Dragon, mm-hmm. and I think it's worthy of your use of, you know, your your permanent marker. Uh, it's also still, you know, it's. It's just a, it's a it's a really good movie and but then like Blade Runner Toy Friday is like oh like Denny is just like Denny for a reason of course so on that note that completes the left side of the bracket we will go all the way over to the top right side and start off with a matchup that kind of like it blows my mind that we are in this position and I don't know what we're going to do a criminal underranking I know what to do already. Um, <laughs> of annihilation, it shouldn't even be in this bracket. It sh- Wait, what? Annihilation shouldn't even be in this, or it shouldn't even be in this uh, region. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying it shouldn't be on this whole list. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, no, 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 Josh, 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 Josh. We're be. gonna have to talk about this a lot. <laughs> like, I mean, I would kick off a couple films here, yes. and then put it down there, and then move forward that way. Um, and it's a 16 C, which just blows my mind. Right, but you're saying I, you're saying of the 64 movies, mm-hmm. there's like 62 of them that are better than. Oh yeah. my gosh! And like, who who on their right mind would put a Woody Allen movie in this bracket? I mean, and and higher, and higher than this <laughs> film. So that that is my biggest gripe. This entire bracket it makes me furious. But I'm willing to go ahead and just pen it and pen arrival in and move it forward. You're gonna permanent marker it. I'm gonna permanent marker it because right. I just don't. There's unless you want to really, really fight I, me, because I know that this was one of your favorites yes. last year as well. Annihilation is fantastic, and but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, moving two Denny films in a row ahead, I'm like, eh, okay, um, but at the same time. I In my hardest of hearts, I get Arrival it. is one of my top five I favorite get it. films of all time. I get it. I mean, so, I'm yes, again, I'm not going to argue with it. Um We'll move on to the 8-9 matchup, which for me is a pretty easy one. It's mm-hmm. Coraline versus Thor Ragnarok. I don't believe I've actually seen Coraline's, which makes this all the easier, but Thor Ragnarok is super fun. Uh, it's got all the zany sci-fi elements that Taika Waititi could stuff into this two-hour uh, epic, yep. and it is a joy to watch, and I, th- I think it's more than deserving to move on. I haven't seen Coraline as like a proper adult, and so I have to apologize to it, but yeah, I'm moving Thor Ragnarok forward. Okay. So then we go to the 5-12 matchup. Kick-Ass versus the 12 Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Josh, which one is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? <laughs> it's the one. I can't tell you a single darn thing that happens in that movie other than they explore the past of the Dark Wizard, he who shall not be named. Ooh. Wait, and, is this the fifth one? And it's where Dumbledore dies. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This one, this one's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, but is it better than Kick-Ass? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, like it's, it's. I don't feel strongly about any of these. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know Kick-Ass is hilarious and fun, and it like 
main uh, it pushed um Chloe Grace Mortez what? basically into the like oh she's a competent deft actor who uh-huh. who doesn't who knows how to be more than just like cute on the screen or whatever the and case it was like, is. It's a launching pad for Matthew Vaughn mm-hmm. who's fantastic. So it gave us Aaron Taylor Johnson and at least broader popular right, culture. Right, 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 right. And then also Nicolas Cage as a Batman. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah, I think I think let's let's give it to Kick Ass because I want I want Matthew Vaughn to advance here and since we you know kicked first class aside, uh I wanna I wanna do him right. Okay. Fair <laughs> get, get get him through this way. So then we go on to the four thirteen matchup, which is her versus Avatar. I, th- I, th- I think it's I think it's Avatar. I will go. Yes, I mean I have no I have no yeah I think that's correct. I, th- I think her is a really well made film for what it is doing, but Avatar is a technological marvel in a lot of a sen- in a lot of senses. It's the highest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that I know we've talked about before. People have crapped on seems like over the last five years just because it's like it was too successful and <laughs> people are just like angry about it. Um, but it's still a, a really w- like well done sci-fi fantasy film that I don't think you can really like, it feels weird having it as the 13 seed on a, on a best, you know, sci-fi film bracket of the last decade. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So now we go to the six and 11 matchup war for the plan of the apes versus hereditary. Josh, I feel like this could this could be a split decision. <laughs> it is. I feel like it is a split decision because I would I would give my vote like, for war. It's just so weird that they see this movie on here, and I mean because it's not it doesn't feel fantasy to me uh-uh. in a lot of ways. I mean, maybe because I'm a little more spiritual. I mean, I'm more spiritualistic than maybe who was authoring these things. So that's where I'm coming from here, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have put Hereditary on this at all. And so, I, I mean, I will agree with you. You're going to jump on board with War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, even though I said Dawn is po- probably the best entry of that franchise, like, War is just like, well, reconsider it, <laughs> because See, this is fantastic. It kind of feels like, it kind of feels like, with these, some of these lower seeds, you're supposed to, um, like, it's like Hereditary, you're like, you're not a sci-fi fantasy film. Right. And so you just axe it. You're just like, uh, because wait, it's playing wait, to a different level. Yeah, it's like, wait, why are you here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a it's really well made horror movie. But like, if we were, and if we were doing best horror movies of the last several years, and I I would a probably be totally incompetent <laughs> to, to to try to go through sure. that because I probably haven't seen half of them. Um, but Hereditary would probably most likely get my vote in almost a lot of matchups. So then we go to the three verse fourteen, which is uh, one of honestly the easiest matchups I think we've had this whole time mm-hmm. inception versus midnight in Paris. Uh, we don't even to discuss yeah, inception. Inception is incredible. And midnight in Paris is, oh. uh, I don't even care it's for not it. Not even a 16 seed. I know it's, it's incredible. It's 14. Uh, then we go to the seven ten matchup. Scott Pilgrim versus the world versus skyfall. Skyfall is an action movie. Yeah, I, that's fantasy. what I was kind of thinking. Unless it's fantasy that, you know, the United Kingdom would have, like, you know, a skilled operator, like 007 <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know either. It's Scott Pilgrim versus the it world. Is, it is definitely, Hands down. It is definitely Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is just, it, it's just so good. Like, like, when I saw it for the first time several years ago, I was like, why, like, why did I miss this for so mm-hmm. long? <laughs> because I, I've missed out on so many great watches. Yeah. Then we get to... 
Get Out as the number two seed versus Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the first installment of that great trilogy that's already seen two films advance. But this is no matchup. Yeah, no. Get Out. It, even even if Get Out, like, I would still border Get Out into the, like, it's horror. It's not really fantasy. But at the same time, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, having brain transplants where you could take over the consciousness of somebody else's body. Uh-huh. I think that go ahead. That, that puts you into the sci-fi realm. Yeah. Yeah. No, just be... enough. Even hered- hereditary doesn't even do that. Hereditary is like a spiritual. Yeah. Metaphor, yeah. I mean, so. get out has like the, yeah, it's got the weird like sink moments and the, the, the lobotomies and like all, mm-hmm. all those different elements. It's like, okay, I can like, I can get behind this as sci-fi fantasy to, to a certain degree. I, I don't, I, it, it probably would not have been one of the first 64 movies I would have considered as a, sci-fi film of the past decade but it's on here agreed it's great and it is uh even though rise of Planet of the apes is a great movie it uh, get out is much more i think deserving of, of of moving on here then we go to the last section of this bracket starting with the number one seed attack the block going up against the hunger games the very first one uh and this one is it it, it, it tears at my heart because I think Attack of the Block, what Joe Cornish did on a nothing budget, mm-hmm. introducing us to John Boyega, the future action movie star we've all come to know and love, uh, is really, really impressive. A Goonies and Bailey in Alien Invasion movie. Yes. But then there's The Hunger Games, which set off a string of you know young adult post-apocalyptic adaptations in Hollywood and mm-hmm. in a lot of ways changed the way studios approached kind of franchise potential movies for, you know, five to seven years and attack the block, like not to, to its fault or anything. It, it doesn't really have that impact. Yeah. And even, so even though I think attack the block may be a better movie, I think the hunger games is honestly slightly more deserving of moving on. I'll re- reluctantly agree with you there. Reluctantly. Are you, were you, would you all, so wait, would, do you, do you agree that attack the block is, more deserving? It's better of a movie. But I think Hunger Games is a better <laughs> sci-fi fantasy film. Interesting. Like, Attack the Block, I watch it all the time. All right, but in my Hunger Games is like it's it's more expansive and world building and uh-huh. things like that, and that's why I think it's a better fantasy sci-fi. I feel I feel like we are more willing <laughs> Hunger Games forward than yeah. rightfully rewarding Attack the Block. Yeah, we should rightfully award Tack the Block. And I will go and, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just make my pen and put it forward. Yeah, you have, have you even used it this episode? This will be my second one. Oh, yeah, because you used it for uh, Blade Runner. Yes. Technically. And then I used it really quickly for Arrival. Oh, that's and right. And now I'm, you can use it really quickly again okay. for Tack the Block. <laughs> so I still have one left. Ooh, what am I going to use it for? I don't know. I don't really know if there's anything really that much more like, oh, I need to get this one in here. But we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. So we go to the 8-9 matchup, Looper versus Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which is, oh, man. This hurts me to do. This is like a, fi- this is a final four matchup. And it's pitting against my favorite people. Yeah, Ryan Johnson and Joseph Gordon-Levitt versus the Russos and mm-hmm. Chris Evans. <laughs> Original way, sci-fi versus uh, the biggest franchise of all time. The most compelling and interesting MCU film to date. Into the second most. Uh, you could put this and Black Panther up against each other. And that's where it lands for me. But oh, I would probably want to give my... I would, I would tip my cap to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Man, this is... 
oh man, this is a really this is like this is so tough because I think I think Winter Soldier's the better like film, mm-hmm. but again, it, like I don't know. I just keep coming back to the sci-fi fantasy element of this, and I'm just like, I mean, yeah, there's a superhero, so there's fantasy elements to it, but like Looper is like Indulges. kind of like it's kind of like a quintessential sci-fi film in so many aspects. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I, I think, I, yeah, let's go Winter Soldier. Okay, I don't think we're gonna need to use any uh, permanent workers here. So then we go on to. The five verse twelve. Another Captain America movie comes in here, but the number five is Cabin in the Woods versus number twelve, Captain America: The First Avenger. Really underrated movie. I love it a lot. I just rewatched it a couple of days ago, um, but I'm like so very surprised to see it make this list. The First Avenger. Yes. Is the Captain America: The First Avenger? That surprise then mean to say that the cabin? You think the Cabin in the Woods is better? Um. I think it's more deserving of moving forward. I think so too. And even though I hated it initially and have said that when I revisit this movie, it'll be probably with a more favorable view. And then upon seeing that it's basically all horror films (laughs) or all horror movies that we see are in service to and orchestrated by an underground team to please the gods. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's great. Put it forward. All right. Cabin in the Woods moves forward, and then we get Your Name versus Only Lovers Left Alive, which I don't believe I have seen either of these movies. So I don't know what to do. Only Lovers Left Alive sounds really interesting, and I will definitely be intri- like down to go find it. But so is that, is that what you're going to vote for? It is Tilda Swinton, Tom Hiddleston, and Anton Yelchin Jet with Jeffrey Wright. And so... I'm down to see that film at least sometime, even though I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> okay. So I, I think that's where I would love to go. I think I've I've heard a lot about your name. I actually think um, Mark Webb, the director of Amazing Spider-Man, is and doing the, he's doing a live action mm-hmm. remake of it. So it <sighs> have we given any? We have given the wind rises. We've given some respect to anime here. Oh, there's some beautiful images coming from your name. I will say that. I'm giving it a take a look. That love story. I mean, does it like I don't know. Only lovers left alive. Like I don't I feel like there's no there's no imprint on it where I've at least heard of the other one before. Good but, point. I have not heard of this before, but I've seen this film all over. So we'll go with your name. Yes, I let's mean, do it, and I'll find this movie. We will give it a, an honorable move forward, and then um, probably then knock it out. Next hopefully, round. some yeah. Hopefully, somebody. Uh, so then we go to the six versus eleven matchup: The Martian versus Under the Skin. Uh, I've seen both of these movies, and really did not take to Under the Skin, mainly because I had no idea really what it was. I agree. And then I was shocked to see that it was like so critically acclaimed <laughs> I, I, I listen i think under the skin is interesting and compelling but i just like the martian better i think the fun that you have when, while watching the martian i think donald glover um just being really weird and having like let, taking over his comedic relief and it's this movie where sean bean doesn't die <laughs> so i feel like we have to push that's that always forward. a plus and it, it gave us that 
that revitalization in a sense of Ridley Scott. Because mm-hmm. like before that, it was like, oh, Ridley Scott mm-hmm. kind of had some trouble here lately with your right. movies. And then Martian arrived and was like, oh, this is like the Ridley Scott of old, giving us a great movie, really well done, and totally deserving, I think. It was his forward. turn into like, I can make a cloud ple- cl- crowd-pleasing favorite movie. And he's been sort of like trying for that a lot lately mm-hmm. um, with, gosh, I don't even know what I'd say has become close, but who knows? Yeah. So then we go to the three fourteen matchup, a pair of animated films coming from the Disney house, Toy Story three versus Zootopia. Why are you making that face? Josh? I don't know which to pick. I really love Zootopia, but Toy Story three is like maybe the greatest animated movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is my vote. Is Toy I'll, Story 3? I'll follow you along. I think Zootopia deserves, you know, some credit for being really engaging and interesting. But sure. yeah, Toy Story 3 with its emotional arc um, cannot be left in the dust. So now we get to the 7-10 matchup. The Witch versus What We Do in the Shadows. I love The Witch, but it's not What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, it, it feels like The Witch. It's, it goes back to what we talked about with hereditary or uh it follows it's like i mean yes there's there's fantasy elements to it and i mean really what we do in the shadows isn't really even that sci-fi fantasy but i don't know i feel like wizards and vampires and werewolves are more fantasy than Mm -hmm. uh demon position yeah slash i don't remember what happens kidnap babies or something i don't remember basically i don't know is annotated joy is really good in that movie Mm -hmm. but what we do in the shadows has to move forward. Absolutely. So then we get to the last matchup here. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the number two seed versus the number 15 seed, X-Men Days of Future Past. This would be this would have been the only X-Men film I would have advanced. Uh, like, except. willingly. <laughs> except it's going against Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's, that's a tough draw. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> I, yeah, I think Days of Future Past, it, 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 it does so many things right with a sci-fi premise that could have gone so horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse like totally changed the game. And even though I was just talking about Toy Story 3, maybe the best anime movie of all time, like Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse has only been out for like three months and it like is somehow already in that conversation. Yeah. So it would feel bizarre to not advance Spider-Verse almost regardless of who was going up against. But yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see Days of Future Past move forward because now that I'm thinking about it, we have no X-Men movies advancing, which feels kind of strange, but it also like makes sense, I think. So Into the Spider-Verse is going to be the one that moves forward here and wraps up this first section of the bracket. Josh, just looking back at it real quick, is there anything that sticks out to you of the... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe having second thoughts um, other than maybe you should have permanent marked in Logan. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But the thing is like, I would have felt, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. I think I should have permanent marked in Logan. The thing is I, it, I only use one permanent marker. So if you would have been like, no Logan, I'd be like, no, I'm going to triple permanent marker in. <laughs> I'll use um, all four of mine up. Yeah. <laughs> on right the there. Yeah. So yeah, I think that, I think I was, I think that's my only real regret across this entire thing. Um, just because that one, I think is so, that, that is going to be a, I think that could end up being, that and the Avengers could be the superhero movies that last longer than this moment. Mm-hmm. Live action, that is. Spider-Verse, of course. 
um, is something that's so compelling that it'll outlive too. But I think those two movies, um, like which do similar things, well, they don't do similar things, but are just so iconic of the moment. Here's a gritty superhero movie that's telling a right here and now story. And then right. here's like the pinnacle of hero team up comic book films. So, but yeah, that's my only regret. So yeah, that is our first 32 matchups here in the uh, io9 what's the best sci-fi fantasy film of the last decade bracket we will again go through the next two rounds next week and then go into the final rounds uh, after that as well so be sure to take a look at the bracket go through our selections make your own selections send it to us on twitter you can do so by tweeting us at friends and film and then you can tag me in there as well to you know be like no you you're you were you shouldn't have used your permanent marker on the Avengers. Josh was right. Logan should advance. You can t- tell me all those thoughts at MovieCooper. And you can get a meet Josh. It's just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head on iTunes and listen to Clouds with you with comments. Tell us why you enjoyed listening to the show. Thanks again for tuning in to the Offense Fun Podcast. Josh. Thank you for stopping in, everyone. And we'll return next week for our future episodes.